I've dedicated years of my life to telling stories about animals. I've had my face licked by a puma. I've had my thumb sucked by a lion. And I've had a very close encounter with a gorilla in the wild. What I've realised is that often it's the people who protect and save these animals who actually have the most incredible stories to tell. From the couple who live with 40 wombats to the woman who took on an entire zoo and the man whose best friend is an alligator. They're just some of the incredible characters we'll meet throughout this series. They've devoted their lives to helping animals, often at the risk of their relationships, finances and health. Each of their stories is different. But what really binds them is the strong connection they have with animals. Because really, when it comes down to it, we are all one and the same. And as I've discovered, we need animals just as much as they need us. I'm Tracy Preston, and this is We're All Animals. lovely horse ranch. Where are the horses though? Oh, there's one. It's a big chestnut one. All I know today is that I'm going to have a therapy session with a horse and I have to get very close to a horse and that makes me a little bit nervous. The main thing I'll be doing with you today is looking at what your conditioned response is when you're under a little bit of pressure. It's all part of a program called Horses Helping Humans and it's run by my counsellor for today, Sue Spence. Now every personality type has their own conditioned response when they're under pressure. Run. (laughs) Run very fast. (laughs) I've done a vet nurse course and I remember that the vet taking the course said, I will tell you students, there's one animal that's one of the most dangerous animals you can work with. And that's a horse because they will try and kill you. And that's always stuck with me. It's not a horse behind me, is it? No, she's just wandering around. That's okay. Mindy the pony. She's fine. She'll just give you a cuddle. from behind or anything. She would never headbutt <laughs> you. She would just give you a big kiss. <laughs> I think what really worries me is that element of control. I'm not very comfortable with letting a horse take the reins, so to speak. But today, Sue does her best to put me at ease. I'm going to get you to breathe a certain way to calm that little pony down so he trusts you and then you'll be able to work with him at a level you wouldn't think was possible. Sue welcomed me with a huge smile. She had a lovely pale pink silk shirt on and matching pink lipstick. But from the waist down, you know, dressed like you'd imagine a horsewoman to be dressed in a blue jeans and a working boots as if she was about to muck out a horse stable. I'm actually a communications coach So I'm a body language analysis and personality profiler. And I have a diploma in child, youth and family intervention. So my job is to be an intervention for where there's problems and breakdowns in relationships or with people that are struggling with anxiety, depression, ADHD, ADD and feeling like they don't fit anywhere. My job is to make them understand who they are, give them confidence so they can fit in somewhere. Oh, it sounds so interesting. I'm looking forward to you getting into my head or the horse getting into my head or whatever happens here. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. (laughs) From the way she speaks so passionately about horses and the people she helps, I can tell she's someone who cares deeply about what she does. So, with my four here, 
Yogi, Sunny, Mindy and Larry. Yogi, the, our little black Shetland, he's our one that gets asthma. I can see that this is more than just a job for Sue. She clearly sees herself as a mother to these horses. Now this big mask just fits over his nose and he knows what it is. He doesn't run away, she pops his nose into it now because he knows mum's going to make his breathing a little bit better. And off it goes. There you go, Yogi Bear. How's that? Big deep breaths. Before coming here, I heard people call Sue a horse whisperer, but seeing her talk about the people that she's helped throughout the years, it seems she's also a people whisperer. What is it about the horses that have such a powerful impact on the kids and the people that come through your program? Why horses? When young people arrive here, they're usually quite resistant to a new counsellor, as you can understand. They've been through a lot of counsellors and in their time, a lot of them have been homeless for a long time. They've been through a lot of trauma, domestic violence. So when they meet their new counsellor, it's not usually easy for that counsellor to break the barriers down and get to know these young people. They're quite resistant. So when they say, look, oh, we're going to take you out to see this amazing horse whispering lady, it's sort of easier to get them in the car to meet me. I know exactly what's been going on behind the scenes and I very subtly adjust my body language and my energy to make that young person feel comfortable here, have no pressure. Mm. And I think that's probably the most important part of the program. We've got Mindy, the White Shetland. She actually has something called Cushing's disease, which is a hormonal problem. So she's on medication for that. My beautiful big boy, Sonny, he's actually got a leaking heart valve. So we're very mindful of watching him all the time. And little Larry, bless him, he had a fungal eye infection last year and he was in hospital, horse hospital for five weeks. Still couldn't save the eye, so he lost his eye last year. So I have my motley, <laughs> my motley little crew here that do amazing work. Within a few months of me starting this program, we had young people re-engaging back into school and study. We had reports coming back from youth workers that students were staying back at school again, that fights were reduced, that youth justice, they weren't offending as often. Um, those with social anxiety were starting to get out and about. Those with bad depression were starting to look forward to actually you know, coming out and participate. Then we went to uh, child protection, it went to homeless youth, drug and alcohol, mental health, it just grew and grew and grew. Can you tell us the types of people that come through your programs and tell us about how the horses have helped them and in what ways? We had one uh, young girl who, was, who had such bad social anxiety that she hadn't left the house for 18 months and she hadn't spoken in that time either. Now, the only way her new caseworker got her to drive to the end of my driveway was because there was a little miniature pony called Larry that I have that she'd showed her a photo. This girl loved ponies. So we got her to come to the top of the driveway. She wouldn't get out of the car. She wouldn't even open the door. But it didn't matter. I took little Larry up the driveway and I said... Um, 
Denise, I'm so happy you've come here today so little Larry can meet you because he's very scared of people. And uh, the fact that he can see you, so when you come back next week, so I just took it for granted she'd be back next week. When you come back next week, uh, he'll go, no, that that's that's Denise who I felt you know comfortable with. And she had the window down about six inches and a hoodie on her head, but she very gently just peeked her face out and looked at Larry. And straight away I went, thanks for coming, bye. And I turned around and walked away with Larry. Now, it's actually called advanced retreat, and it's a very important technique we use when training a horse, and we must use it when we work with sensitive people. Because if I had said to her, you need to come on, get out of the car, I would never have seen her again. So as soon as she gave me a little bit of eye contact, I was gone. So she didn't feel any pressure. The next week she came down the drive, still wouldn't get out of the car, but the door opened. I took Larry up again. Thank you so much. You know, Larry's so happy to see you. And just give him a little pat. And then so when you come back next week, he'll feel even more confident with you. And she gave him a little tiny pat. And then I just took him away and put him back in the paddock. Well, she came the next week. She participated in the program. Over a period of weeks, she was a wonderful little horsewoman. She was um, so good at tuning in with the ponies. She ended up doing what we, we have a show at the end. We have a horse agility show, much like dog agility. So she's popping him over jumps, she's backing him through L shapes, she's got him circling her at the trot and bringing him down to the walk with her breathing. And I just saw this girl starting to flower. She came back as one of my um, special mentoring students, which I have, I call them like my day foster students, and she's now studying psychology. People have walked away understanding their personality type has a has a different energy from another personality type. So when I work with very strong dominant personalities with a problem with frustration and anger, that they learn straight away when they're around one of the nervous ponies, that that pony will start to move around and get very uncomfortable. And when they ask it to do anything of the ground skills, like circling them, that pony will start tearing around really, really quickly. And I have to make them conscious to breathe out to drop their adrenaline, to slow the pony down, to bring the pony to a stop. So all of a sudden that pony feels safe. And often those young people go, what's the pony doing now? How come it's it's relaxing? And I go, because your energy's become softer, because your strength is your softness and your gift in life, why you have a strong personality is to make people feel safe, not scared. You do see some domestic violence victims, which would be very confronting for you. How do you approach helping them with the horse? Well, they come in uh, in a family group. Usually someone will be incarcerated at the time and so the family is either in hiding or has gone through its fresh trauma. So it's very important that I work with the whole family and when they arrive here, of course, they're, I know straight away looking at their body language, my heart just bleeds for them, especially the very young children that have witnessed some pretty dreadful things. So it's very important we make them feel safe here straight away so the younger children start doing horsemanship ready for a horse show with with my assistant and uh, brushing the ponies, dressing them up. But I focus on working with mum or dad that's been through the incident, making them understand the personalities of their family. So which horse or pony are you? Because often family members 
will react differently to trauma. Some in the family will completely shut down and introvert. Um, others will get very aggressive themselves. Now, when there is a form of difference in the way they express the grief of trauma, they then start judging each other. You don't even care. You're just getting angry like, you know, so-and-so was. Or, look, you're just shutting down. You don't even talk about it. So it's very important. I go, well... Oh, so you're a Larry. So, oh, when things bother you, you go real quiet, hey. And you know, and, and you're a yogi. So when you, you know, things bother you and Sunny, you sort of get more cranky. We don't talk about the incident. We talk about how they express emotion. And through the course of that workshop, they all understand their different personalities and why they're different. It's very important that I show mum or dad that they understand their body language for the rest of their life must not attract somebody else that will be disrespectful towards them and often introverted body language goes with you know going through domestic violence so we we project self-respect at all times well then we won't attract the same sort of victim mentality that people will then pick on How does that make you feel when you see these kids that have been so traumatised and troubled and often maybe left with little hope? How does it feel when you see them turn around and come out of themselves and you're helping them? Uh, like now, it makes you want to cry and it makes me so incredibly proud. And uh, it's sometimes it's the stories I hear, you know, a couple of years after I've worked with these young people, I'll get phone calls, I'll get visits... Thank you so much, Sue. I've never forgotten what you taught me. And, you know, I'm a chef now or I'm doing this or I'm at uni or I've got my own family now. And and it's incredibly overwhelming. And I think it's an absolute privilege to be able to be part of someone changing their life. do, I'm going to come down and catch Sonny now because he's had his breakfast. So what are we going to do? Are we going to yeah, rain them up or? Yep, yeah, no, just, just wander over. Now what I want you to do, now you're in the arena, yes. is breathe out and relax. Walking in, knowing I had to get close to the horse, knowing that animals can smell fear, I was feeling a little bit intimidated. Now Sonny is yes, no, black, white, get to the point. If Sonny was a human, he'd want to know what's happening next. I want it to happen right now and I've got no problem saying no. No, can't do that. No, change my mind, can't do that. Not happy with the way that's done. No problem. I'm putting my hand up. I'm Sonny. <laughs> I know, I already had you to already think knew. for a Sonny. Oh I knew from me. the second I met you. No, I didn't even open my mouth. Hang no, on, you how'd you work that one out? Because your eyes, the, the directness of your gaze, the set of your jaw and the way you hold your body language. Why did you feel the need to establish a program like this? Well, horses helping humans happened completely by accident. It was nothing I had planned (laughs) at all. But it did come out of my own journey, which goes right back to growing up in New Zealand, in the South Island, English family. I was the only one born in New Zealand. So it was unknown to any of us until I started school that I had a little bit of problem with not being able to sit still and focus. We didn't know what it was back then, but I've been diagnosed since and I am actually ADHD. I've had what they call a battery of assessment with a psychologist 
and my inability to sit still in the classroom and be absolutely horrified that we were meant to sit in one little wooden chair at one little wooden desk in a room all day long <laughs> was absolutely foreign to me. Now what I need to do with you and what I do with everyone here before we start doing the horsemanship but we're going to start doing it even before we go over near him because if you're very productive and enthusiastic and motivated but around... But I'm standing still, aren't I chilled? No, because you know your, your, your adrenaline is still slightly up so we've got to drop it now. We're going to go through a breathing exercise that's only going to last for three minutes. You can do it. Okay. <laughs> three minutes. You can. If I can do three minutes, then you can do it. Outside of school, it was totally different. My love of horses started very young. I was the youngest person to be selected for the New Zealand show jumping team back then. I was teaching people how to look after their ponies because I got all my certificates at Pony Club, but I couldn't even pass English at school. So I'm incredibly passionate about the young people I help here that come through Horses Helping Humans because they all feel like I did when I was their age, 15, stupid, can't do anything, will never amount to anything. That's what they've been told. Now, what happens is when you get a little bit frustrated or on task, your adrenaline will spike. I feel it. I know that happens with Straight me. away. Get, yeah. Now, because you are what I call a sunny cross personality, which is the same as me, mm -hmm. so we're goal-driven, get the job done, right? The problem is, if we don't learn to get the job done while we're conscious of keeping our adrenaline down, mm -hmm. we'll run ourselves down to the ground. Our immune systems will suffer, okay? okay. Now, what happens as soon as you start to get task-orientated agenda energy, your subconscious goes, oh, goodness, there must be a bit of an emergency coming up. Mm. So Mindy and Larry are ready to flee and Sunny and Yogi are ready to fight. But all you want to do is have a conversation with someone. Can you see you've now primed yourself with the wrong hormone at the wrong time? This is essential for learning how to communicate for the rest of your lives and making sure you don't fracture relationships mm. by talking to someone with the wrong energy. You said that Mindy was very um, nurturing to you when you were facing your breast cancer? Oh, she was, she was incredible. So when I was here um, recovering, I'd sit out on the on the front patio so I couldn't, you know, do much else. And Mindy lived in the garden. <laughs> she was my porch pony. And instead of going off and eating all the lovely rich grass, she'd just stand with me. And I'd be reading a book and her head would be on my shoulder. And I'd somehow have to move her big furry head out the way so I could turn the page. Uh, when I brought a cup of tea out, she'd, she'd sit with me while I had my cup of tea and Yes, she would, she would share some out of the cup. <laughs> I admit that. And I would just sit with her for hours. Now, there's some beautiful lorikeets on the fence over there. I want you to watch those beautiful birds and breathe out. And relax your belly. It's looking pretty... And relax. <laughs> I need you to relax. They are such incredibly trusting animals and they have a beautiful stillness about them. When they feel calm and safe, you'll often drive around and you'll see just two horses sleeping under a tree together because horses really just like to feel comfortable and at ease. So if they're around you and, and everyone's calm and relaxed, the horses just increase that feeling of, of feeling safe. And especially if you've got a very nurturing little mare like my Mindy Pony, 
when she feels comfortable around people, she'll actually turn her head and start breathing on them. And they go, oh my gosh, Mindy's breathing on me. And I go, that's what mares do to their foals to say that they're safe. So just sit there quietly and let Mindy breathe on you. And it's such a beautiful feeling of feeling empathy coming from, you know, another another species. <laughs> Sue says horses have a calming effect. But right now... My heart is beating a million miles an hour. I just want to stop you clenching those hands up. I want you to imagine you've got a couple of handfuls of your favourite treat, so I might think I've got some chocolate goji berries in my hand. Carob teddy bears. So you'd be softly holding some carob teddy bears in your hands, so by your sides. Now we're going to close your eyes, Mm -hmm. relax your shoulders. Now I want you to let every bit of air out of your lungs. Sue is so patient with me and my nerves. Now, I'll get you to stand behind me because I'm going to get you started with me and then I'm going to leave it to you. So stand right behind me like you're shadowing me. Okay. So what are we going to be doing now? I'm going to circle him. Now, if he moves... Yep. So i just got to stay still? I want you to breathe out. Oh, breathe out. That's right. Every time you go, what are we doing? What's happening now? Yeah. You're holding your breath. Your adrenaline's going back up. And we have to start again. I want you to think you're a Tai Chi mistress, you're a chilled out dudette, and you're going to stay calm and relaxed no matter what happens. So instead of holding your breath when you get a little bit uptight, you're going to breathe out. Now I'm going to point my arm and my leg, the rope hand, rope side. I'd like you to circle me that way. And I'm going to keep my hand up nice and high, and I'm going to show him my belt buckle so he knows I want him to stay out of my personal space. Because if I was asking my horse to circle me with my body very closed in, looking up tight, he won't understand he needs to keep his distance. Now see how you're walking with me with your feet? Yes. See how my legs are in line with his front legs and my belly button is facing his front legs. Okay. Now I'm going to lift my energy as if to say, I'm off to the shop to get some chocolate. There you go, look at that. Now, oh, so, he's, so he's him, trotting. Yep. Now, when I want him to walk, here's your trick of learning yes. how to drop adrenaline. I'm going to keep my hand still. I'm going to keep moving my feet, but I'm going to breathe out and relax my belly, and my horse walks. Relax your belly. Wow. Yep. Now, here's my brakes. I stop, bend over, and look at his tail. That means stop, turn around, and face me. Okay. Oh, that was awesome. I don't know if I'm going to be able to repeat that. Oh, yes, you will. Sue places me in position, my right hand on the rope, both hands shaking. I turn to face Sunny. Now I want you to back him up three steps. Back him up. One, two, one more, bit bigger. Sunny is actually moving. I just keep saying to myself, Tracy remember to breathe. Now left arm and leg, I'd like you to ask him to circle you. So left arm and leg out here. Come on Sonny girl. No, up, 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 up. Come on Sonny mate. Now relax, don't talk to him because all your energy is going back up. Now your left arm needs to be out wider. There you go. He's doing it. Now I want your feet to be a bit more confident so you might walk as if you're trying to sell your boots. Now, when you're selling your shoes, oh, he's, walk. he's picking up on my energy yeah, now. He's keep, running. Now, big steps. Come on, darling. Now, stop, stop talking to him. Just smile and relax your shoulders. Thank you. You're a lovely boy. I want you to say less. Okay, now pull this arm right back. I want your chest open and loose. Open and loose. There you go. Now, big steps now. Off to the shop. What was your favourite food? Carob 
bears. You care bears. If you're motivating someone, oh, you need to motivate around. them with the wow. same energy, Tracy. Off you go. Let's go to the shop and get some carob bears. Bigger steps. This is lovely. You're working together. Big steps. Good boy. So we've got Sonny circling you beautifully here. He's loose. He's relaxed. His head is down, which means he's not uptight. Oh, lovely boy. He's very relaxed. Now, is he? Yep. Wow, I can't believe it. Now lift your energy back up and off you go again. Lift your energy up. Big smile. Lift your energy up. Big steps. Show him your belt buckle. You've turned away. There. Now oh keep moving. Keep Good your hand boy. up. I want you to breathe out, relax and think walk. Breathe out, relax and think walk. How's that? Now lift your energy back up off to the shop to get carob bears. How's this feeling? Oh, it's awesome. Now lift emotional. your energy up to get carob bears. I need him to go past your hand. Now ask him to walk. Breathe out, relax. Now I want you to stand still, bend over and look at his tail. Bend to the right. Oh, I'm scared now. Stand up straight, breathe out, relax. <sighs> Tracy, you did it. You used your energy to control the speed of a 600 kilo horse. Why am I feeling so emotional? It's weird. <laughs> it's not weird. It's, it's probably sometimes the first time you realise that you have control over your energy. And often when people even back a horse up for the first time, it's the first time they've been conscious of keeping their body language in a certain position, that you actually do have the ability to self-regulate. Feeling teary is so weird. No, I know. It's incredibly... Now, he's breathing on you now. Just relax. That's him going, I accept you. You've, you, you've passed the cool do-debt test. <laughs> oh, thanks, Sonny. That was really nice. Now, just sort of stand next to him. Just go and stand next to his head. Just relax. Oh. Just relax. Oh, darling. Just relax. Oh, he's so nice. Oh, I just feel... Relax. You're a lovely boy. Feeling a little bit emotional. Now really the reason special. this big strong horse Thank wants you. to now start connecting with you is because he respects you, okay? He respects you because you were a good boss. You were calm, you were relaxed, yet still assertive. You know, still, still the leader, but what a beautiful softness. So I think what you then felt, I think that was the first time you felt the strength of your softness. <gasps> I don't know what it was, but okay. it was special. At the end of the session, Sonny calmly walked up to me, put his head on my shoulder, and I thought, wow, you know, to get this close, to feel that warm breath of a horse on your face, for someone who was, you know, incredibly nervous about even getting into the arena with the horse, there's something a little bit spiritual about that and I think if you have empathy for animals they can absolutely sense that as well I think animals can sniff out a kind heart to be honest I really do I think Sonny knew that I was nervous around him but in the end it was if he was saying see Trace you didn't have to be worried We're all 
All Animals was presented by me, Tracy Preston, producer Ludimovic, executive producer Liv Proud, sound production by Matt Nikolic, creative direction by Jennifer Goggin. 